Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will all right, all right. Good evening, and welcome into Lombardi's Legends podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Coming off of a big Week One victory, the Green Bay Packers take care of Chicago Bears in Chicago yesterday afternoon, thirty-eight to twenty. We are recording this live here on Monday evening on our Instagram. Uh, we're also live on Twitter, X, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. So, folks, if you're jumping on to join us here this evening, um, go ahead and say hello and uh, uh, put your comments and uh, um, uh, questions in the chat. Um, any thoughts that you have on the game, we'll try to get to them throughout the show. But, Dane, first of all, how are you doing this evening, man, after a big week one win for the Packers? Wags, what's up? Could not be happier. Incredible win. What's up, Jay Hustle? Our dude, the theme intro. I see him on our Insta right away. Um, dude, I couldn't be happier. Uh, Packers go down to Chicago and just take care of business, especially in the second half. We saw toughness out of this team. Frankly, we saw a bit of an edge that I haven't seen in a minute. And uh, I'm just so darn proud of the guys going down there. All the national pundits saying all this stuff about the Packers. And, um, you know, all they did is they go down and take care of business again in Chicago. Beat a division rival, start the season. Not easy to do. So I'm doing great. Excited to talk Packers with you. Excited to, you know, see the chats coming everywhere. And just let, let's let's enjoy it, man. Jordan Love takes care of business, gets his first lo- uh, W as starting quarterback of the Green, the Green Bay Packers and hopefully the first of very many. Yeah, for sure. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't let everyone know we're being brought to you by our sponsor, Leap Spirits, uh, this evening. And Dane, um, so folks, if you want a, a victory martini Monday, uh, Leap Spirits is a great way to go. Uh, Dane and I are going to have a victory, uh, New Glarus beer here this evening. Um, so definitely want to celebrate the win um and uh excited to get into it so uh dane before we get started though it's live we'd be remiss as well apparently aaron Rodgers carted off the field here as we speak uh in the jets game against the bills so i know you were scanning the socials uh to see if you had any uh information or updates on that we're not watching the game as we're recording this episode but uh, I, just instant reaction to that. That's crazy news that Aaron uh, maybe has a pretty significant injury already uh, at the very start of the season for the Jets. It's remarkable. And we, we've talked all offseason that we're not going to talk about, you know, guys that aren't on the team much, right? But this does have a massive impact on the Packers, right? Um, not only was he franchise quarterback forever, um, and we're not we're not heartless individuals here on the podcast. We have a lot of love for the guys that won a lot of games for us. Um, but also, reminder, 65% was the magic number and is the magic number. Aaron Rodgers can play 65% of snaps. Uh, Packers get a first-round pick. Um, if, the, if he plays less than 65% of snaps, Packers get a second-round pick. So that's a huge difference in the NFL. 
Um, so yeah, it's early. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, Monday night. We're watching this live and, uh, not sure what's going on exactly since we're not watching the game, but, um, massive blow. If uh, anytime the cart comes out, hopefully for his sake, for Aaron's sake, it's a precaution. Uh, and, um, you know, what remains to be seen how serious it is, but my jaw hit the floor when our phones were just going off right before we went live here with from, from friends, family, fellow Packers fans saying, are you watching this game? So pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah. So well, if we get more updates as we go, certainly maybe have some more commentary, but not much we can do other than wait and see what type of information or updates that we get uh, as those uh, are filtering through. So Dane, let's get into the Packers though. As you said, uh, this is a Packers show. Uh, we won week one and I think it's a, a good place to start is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Jordan Love's first start as a QB1. Obviously, he started against the Chiefs a couple years ago, uh, but full-time starter here. Um, offense started, you know, pretty well, actually, uh, after a big stop by the defense uh, on the Bears' first possession. They go for it on fourth and short and um, systematically able to work down the field, picked up a couple nice third downs, uh, scored a touchdown to Romeo Dobbs on third down. So, Scoring a touchdown on a first offensive possession, not something we saw a lot of last season, but uh, I think Jordan, uh, for the most part, um, really looked w- nice and that and poised in that first series. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, looked like on a run uh, inside the 10, could have scored if he would have cut it on the outside, and then the next play he drops a screen pass that he easily could have scored. So uh, certainly that could have easily ended in a field goal in that possession, but uh, I think uh, Jordan Love showed some nice uh, composure in that situation, picking up some some big third downs on his first possession and able to connect with Romeo Dobbs, put the ball in the end zone. Um, so, Dane, uh, in terms of the first half, uh, obviously that first possession, a lot of Aaron Jones. Um, and then I, I think the rest of the way, we're able to get a, t- a field goal right before the half. Only 10 points in the first half, but overall, um, you know, I think probably about what you would have expected from the offense in the first half of this football game. Yep. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, absolutely. I mean, good, shout out to Anders Carlson, by the way, for hitting some field goals um, early in the game and, and throughout the game. Very consistent of him, which we're excited to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was completely expected first half. I think we said after the first half yesterday internally, he told me the Packers were up four after the first half and, you know, Jordan loves first start. I'd be like, all right, you know, it's a good start. Right. So, um, they did enough. Uh, I thought that, um, you know, clearly the third quarter is when things took off, but that first half, there were some mistakes. Um, as we expected. And I think there's going to continue to be mistakes because this is a young offense. But um, end of the day, the protection was absolutely phenomenal for Jordan yesterday. He had all day to sit in the pocket. So that was massive. Uh, and, you know, he had a chance to get through his reads. Jordan was making his reads, going through his progressions. He looked calm. He looked cool. He looked collected. And he delivered on a number of throws. He missed a couple, but the receivers caught the ball uh, when they needed to catch the ball. I mean, you know, Everything that you need to see was happening. Um, so, so you know, we'll get the second half in a second. But it was it was a fine first half. It wasn't great for the offense, but it was manageable. And boy, did they take off then Wags in that third quarter. And that's really when I feel like Packers coming out of the locker room, um, you know, dominated the game. And we have seen time and again under the Matt Lafleur, uh, number one, 
They start slow in that first game of the of the season. Number two, sometimes they come out of the half sluggish. Yesterday, we saw them catch fire early on uh, in week one. And then number two, they punched guys in the mouth that entire second half of the game. So very, very pleased overall with the performance in Wags. The most exciting thing for me, the win's great. And I love beating the Chicago Bears. But the most exciting thing is that there's still a lot to build on and there's still an opportunity to grow. I love that with a young team, with a young offense, but so far so good. 1-0 on the year. Couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I think obviously when you look at the second half, the big thing was getting Aaron Jones heavily involved. You know, Aaron Jones, first possession, Packers go down, score a touchdown. Aaron Jones, first possession at second half, it's pretty much all him. Packers go down and get a touchdown. Dane, I don't think that's a coincidence. Aaron Jones is going to have to be heavily involved for this offense to have success, either moments within games or just over the course of the season. Now, there's other guys that are going to contribute, and like they did yesterday, um, certainly. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's a big thing when Aaron Jones only touches the ball five times in the first half. Most of those were in that first possession. Then the Packers offense gets away from them a little bit. They're they're trying to get some rhythm going. Um, you know, picked up a couple first downs in the second quarter and late in the first quarter, but just didn't really seem to have the same rhythm that they did in that first series. Um thankfully though, uh I think uh Coach LaFleur obviously made some good adjustments at halftime, came back out in the second half, like you said, and really uh, reestablished, I think, what the game plan was. Uh, and that made a big difference in Packers being able to come out of the half, get a big touchdown and put it a little bit of distance between them and the Bears. Certainly the game wasn't over at that point, uh, but that was a big, big, I think, series to be able to set the tone uh, for the rest of that second half. Um, Dean, just thinking about Jordan Love, though, taking a step back at the whole game. Uh, Jordan Love, uh, the Packers with him out there are 10 of 15 on third and fourth down. Uh, so that's super efficient in big down situations. I called it out in halftime in our Packer group chat. Um, and then, you know, the announcers started talking about it the more and more over the course of the second half as it became apparent from an efficiency standpoint, Jordan wasn't necessarily you know, great in some of those situations in the first half. Like you said, he missed some throws. But um, overall, I thought he played a really strong game. At the end of the day, if you've got a quarterback that's leading the offense to high-efficiency numbers on third and fourth down, three for three in the red zone, so 100% red zone efficiency, that's and no turnovers. Um, really, the only mis- real mistake he made, other than, you know, just some some misses on a couple of throws, uh, was taking that sack at the end of the half. Thankfully, they were able to get a timeout and uh, credit to Anders Carlson for coming in. And, and Coach LaFour said they tried to make it as hard a situation for him as possible, and he was still able to make the kick, uh, the 52-yarder. So um, so a, a lot of really good things uh, that you had to like with Jordan Love. He's going to have his ups and he's going to have his downs, but I'm really, really happy for him and for us as Packer fans and for the Packers in general, that he was able to answer a lot of questions right away in a big week one game uh, because now we don't have to deal with the naysayers. He can have a lot of confidence. His teammates can have a lot of confidence. The fans can have a lot of confidence that Jordan Love 
is going to be able to answer the bell moving forward when they do have some of those moments of adversity, when they do have some of those stumbles, or when they do have a, a difficult game or two. Um, I think uh, there this is something to really build on. So I'm I'm very excited that Jordan was able to come out and and have a really I think if nothing else above average to solid performance overall um and uh, there was a lot of things uh, that about his performance that you can be excited about yeah i mean i'll tell you what you make your living in this league in the national football league on third down and 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 then you get rich on fourth down <laughs> and jordan yesterday um you know did everything you could hope for he was so calm uh, in very pressure filled situations and wags out of all the plays that I, I think that we saw yesterday, the one that just stuck out to me. Um, and maybe, you know, of course it's a little flashy, but the composure on the fumbled snap and he picks the ball back up. He has the presence of mind to keep his head up. We see young or inexperienced quarterbacks and veteran quarterbacks. Stick that their was head very down, Barbian, right? wasn't it, Dane? I don't mean to interrupt, but that was like a, that was totally like that was a recall to Brett Favre. That wasn't an Aaron Rodgers like play. That was a Brett Favre like play right there. I mean, that's oh, and hey, there's there's a lot to be like nervous about as plays like that happen. But the fact that I, and I'm sorry, go ahead and continue your thought on that. But that was all I was thinking of is. You know, that's that's uh, an ode to the young young gunslinger and the old gunslinger at the same time. Uh, so I think we might see more far like tendencies in Jordan Love and hopefully not all of the crazy uh, four interception games. But um, but I, I think that's kind of the type of quarterback he is. Uh, we're not going to compare him to Brett Favre after one game. I'm just saying in terms of a, a play like that, it is definitely something that's a, a recall just to. To, to Brett's type of playing style and, and what you saw out there in him. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Davin Smith in our, in our uh, chat on Insta said the throw to Dobbs, uh, that fade was insane for a touchdown. Devin, we'll get to that next because that was insane. But uh, to finish our thought on, on this, th on this throw, um, you're right. Um, we, we said, you know, going into the season, Jordan loves definitely his own man, but he, we've said, folks, go back and listen. We said he's got some Brett Favre. He's got a huge arm. He's not afraid to take risks. He's going to run around. He has fun when he plays the game. Um, you know, he, there, there's some of that Brett Favre. You're completely spot on, Wags, to that. Uh, but that composure for him to sit back there, keep his head up, and then just stay calm, trust his team, trust that the blocking was going to be there, and then just let that ball rip the way he did. Um, he gave Musgrave enough time to – even Musgrave, who, you know, was a little out of sorts backing up, he put enough air under it, which we see so often – um, less experienced quarterbacks and even experienced quarterback will try to throw it on a line because they're a little hyped up. They see such a wide open guy. Rod, or excuse, I said Rodgers. Jordan put the ball underneath, you know, so much air underneath them for him to complete that pass and then to go down there after a big play like that and finish the drive with a touchdown. That's real deal football. And then Devin Smith said it. Um, the throw to Dobbs, I am not a fan of fade routes in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I just think that there's too many variables that have to come come to fruition for it to be a successful play. However, Jordan put the ball exactly where you needed to put it. And and I think the, the love fest from the Packer media and ourselves included on Jordan is, is all warranted today. But how about Romeo Dobbs, man? That catch was an NFL wide receiver one catch. That is a hard catch to make, 
perfect route, tracked the ball, defender in his face, strong hands, brought it down, touchdown. The timing was good. The chemistry was good. And you've got to love it, Wags, in the first game where it looks like Jordan and Romeo Dobbs have been doing that pitch and catch for years. So I'm just very, very pleased with all of that. And you said it. There's going to be ups. There's peaks and valleys to this game. And we're going to have some games where we're going to be like, damn, I, you know, that one might have gotten away. But for this to be the first game in a difficult environment was just insanely cool to see. And and the composure, the third down, the fourth downs for Jordan Love shows that he's a guy who's going to come in even and he's going to make some plays. And you just got to love that because adversity gets in the way. But Jordan seemed to be able to stay composed under that adversity all game long. Yeah, and I think a couple other call outs. Obviously the the touchdown for Dobbs was a big moment and and Bears had I don't think made it close, but there was a little momentum going their way and and that was the series that the Packers responded and and put and and went back up uh 31 to 14 after that touchdown, but um how about some some really nice uh coaching uh play calls I think in the second half the that that backdoor screen pass to Aaron Jones in the first possession uh, obviously that's that's the big game that sets up the touchdown but just a thing of beauty um and uh, so I think coach Lafleur uh it doesn't get a lot of credit for his scheme I I think there's, you know, fans out there that are saying like he helped Aaron, obviously, and this offense has been successful in the the past few seasons. Last year was a little bit of a transition with a lot of turnover and, and younger guys coming in. Um, but I mean, he he doesn't get a lot of credit. I don't think Coach Lafleur as as an offensive minded like guy, you know, play caller in terms of his scheme and and really the timing that he can uh can draw or, or dial something up like that. And that was beautiful. And then on fourth down on the next possession, when the Packers uh, go to Aaron Jones on fourth and three, first of all, um, really loved his idea to just go for it in that situation. I don't think a field goal right there is going to necessarily hurt you, but it doesn't do a lot. That just the Packers up 14. He says, no, let's put the offense on the field. Uh, keep them out there. Uh, all gas, no breaks. Um, and, and just a beautifully designed play. Uh, to, to really isolate Aaron Jones uh, on TJ Edwards. And, and that's a, a one-on-one that you figure Aaron Jones is going to win all day long. And, uh, certainly they caught a break. Their safety vacated the, the back end of, of that coverage. Uh, so he's able to just basically walk it into the end zone. Uh, but at worst, that's going to be a first down pretty much every time. So just beautifully designed play calls, uh, I think from coach LaFleur and some of those situations. Uh, and, and you said it. Um, I, I think, uh, that throw to Dobbs, while I'm not a big fan of the fade either, he had a, the matchup that they liked clearly, and, uh, it was just perfectly executed by both Love and Dobbs. So, um, give a lot of credit there. And then, Dean, we, we got to talk about the offensive line. Uh, realistically, there shouldn't have been any sacks this entire game. Uh, I, I consider that sack, the one sack, I, that was really more on Jordan Love than it was on the offensive line. He's got to get rid of the ball in that situation, throw it away. Um, and then they've still got time on the clock and can potentially still take another couple shots at the end zone there at the end of the half. Um, but just in the run game, in the pass protection, just an, just a, a tremendous all around performance from the offensive line up front. And I think Coach LaFleur said it best in his presser today. Uh, big difference in the game was Packers were able to protect 
uh, Aaron Love or <laughs> Jordan Love, uh, and, and we're able to win uh, up front in the trenches and the run blocking scheme. Um, and they were able to get after Justin Fields uh, on the other side and put pressure on him. Uh, and when you're able to do those two things, that's a big time recipe for success in the NFL. Wiggs, I'm getting a little hot here. Let me just um, let me just fan myself off for a second. I've got my uh, Jordan Love fan from training camp here. I gotta just I just gotta do it. Ah, it it, it was so good. Um, and you're spot on. The Aaron Jones play was one of my favorite designs I've seen. Um, in in a number of years, the timing of that play. You mentioned that, right? But the timing of it was incredible. That first series to see him make that throw. For, for Aaron Jones, I think it was the second longest reception, uh, running catch of Aaron Jones's career. It was really, really cool to see. A couple other things I just noticed, and you mentioned, um, Aaron Jones beating TJ Edwards. We highlighted that in the preview, uh, that, that we thought a huge mismatch, that much as the Bears paid, um, to, to bring in linebackers, there's no way those guys were going to be able to keep up with the mismatches of this Packers offense. Now, I didn't expect the Packers offense to put up 31 points. Um, go back my prediction. I think I had them at 26, <laughs> uh, for the game. I didn't expect this, uh, kind of offensive output, but, um, you know, they found the mismatches and I loved after the game. I saw Jordan, um, talking just, you know, the post game quick interview on the field. And he said something that really stuck out to me. And it was just that he was like, we just took what they gave us. And that, that says an awful lot. He was letting that, that to me talks about a guy who's just kind of letting the game come to him and he was going to find the open guy. And you just love to see it. Not a lot of hero football, just really, really good plays. He was looking guys off yesterday. I went back this morning, watched him. Some of these linebackers that, that played are your boy, Jaden, uh, Jaden Reed wags. Um, one of those catches Jaden had. Linebackers, he's, he's, Jordan Love is staring down a linebacker and this backer jumps the coverage looking like, oh, I'm going to get a pick. And right when he jumps, Jordan throws it completely opposite direction at Jaden Reed. So, you know, he's using his eyes to pull the defense off of the, uh, of the appropriate receiver that he was going towards. It's all these little things, right? The progression. All of, you gotta love that. So, um, all of that to say it was a great day. The offensive line afforded him that opportunity. Some weeks, um, I would say let's give a game ball to the offensive line. I'm still probably going to say that, but with it being Jordan's first game, it was just, he was too damn good in such a tough situation, um, coming in to start the year. And I'm going to say one other thing, and it might sound silly, uh, but I'm just going to say it. Um, there's a lot made yesterday about Jordan Love's mom, like, you know, being up in the upper deck or wherever the heck they, they, they had her, right? And I, you know what? There, there's something about a guy who's like, okay, like, I'm just going to like go in and play the game. And like, you know, we're not going to be high maintenance. We're just going to like, you know, she's stoked to be there. She's happy wherever she is watching him play the game. Afterwards, he's like, yeah, she, she comes to every game. She's our biggest fan. There's something about kind of a, you know, the leader of the team. Teams take on personality of their leaders. Teams take on the personality of their quarterback. And Jordan's kind of got this like no big deal, super focused attitude. And we've seen it all off season long. So to see him have that success with that kind of demeanor and, and it's not a, it's not an aloofness. He's very dialed in. He loves the game. You can tell, but just the way he carries himself. I think this offense and this entire team is going to feed off of that kind of guy. And how can't you root for a guy like Jordan Love where the critics say all that they're going to say, and he just kind of like shrugs, goes out there, throws three dimes, and wins a football game. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, for sure. So, Dan, I think 
we should segue over to the defensive side of the ball and um, some really great things on defense too. So um, a, a lot of things that you had to like. One of the things that really stood out to me though uh, with this defense, there just seemed to be a different level of physicality um, by not just the defensive line, uh, but I would say even at the second and, and especially in a secondary um just want to give a shout out to to, to all those guys. I, I, there seems to be a new attitude, and I don't know if some of the reckless penalties uh, is is kind of just comes with the territory with defensive players when when you play with that much of a chip on your shoulder and that physicality and that much intensity. Um, certainly, you don't want to be giving the opponent, um, you know, several fifteen yard penalties and giving them a, a chance to go down and and get right in scoring range uh, as they did in third quarter. Now the Packers were way ahead at that point. Uh, so, uh, but I, I'm not saying that as a, a negative or pejorative, they've got to clean that up a little bit, uh, but I, I think it almost does go hand in hand. Don't you think Dane, because there was just a noticeable level of physicality that this defense was playing with that I don't know that we've always seen. And, and I'm not knocking uh, the, the, the effort that we've seen from from guys that have played on the defensive side of the ball, many of whom are on this team, by the way, in past seasons. But it just seemed like it was a little bit of a different level of physicality yesterday. Curious if you noticed the same thing and if that's something that can really you know, uh, lead into the rest of the season or, or if that's maybe just a one week thing that they overmatch the bears up front. I mean, it's, it's a great point wags. And I, you're, you're right. I mean, I late in the game or later in that game, I look at the, 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 the series with Quay Walker, uh, where Quay had that, uh, he had the interception for the touchdown, but leading up to that play on third down wags, that entire series, was kind of a departure a little bit from some of the past seasons. On the first down, Fields runs it up the the backside of the offensive line. Devontae Wyatt, second year, first round pick, just stuffs him right at the line of scrimmage. Second play, Fields tries to throw it out to the flat, and Jair absolutely lights up a wide receiver like he's nothing. Jair pops up. The receiver's still on the ground. Jair pops up like, you know, okay, come come at me again. And then on that third down, it's that pick six. And, um, you, you know, that, that is, that was kind of the game. We saw, you know, somebody I want to give a shout out to is Darnell Savage. Savage played really good football last year. We've been critical of him. I think a lot of fans in Green Bay Packer country have been critical of Darnell Savage over the course of his tenure in Green Bay. We said, Late last season, when he earned his starting job back, he was kind of letting the game come to him a little bit more um, and, and and not trying to do too much. And yesterday, he continued that. He was waved wags. Was that the most physical you've seen Darnell Savage play? He looked in his element yesterday. I don't know what they were doing exactly that's different with Coach Barry, but Savage looked not only, not only more engaged in the game, um, but also – like significantly more physical. He was sticking his nose in there. And I, I mean, did you see that as well? I, I really genuinely curious your take because Savage, I thought looked like a much different player yesterday than we had seen maybe early in 2022. Yeah, he was attacking the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think he had a couple nice tackles in, in, in some of the screens that they were trying to run. Um, he also came up and had a couple tackles and, and run support and was playing with, with physicality. So I, I think maybe that's just something that's going to uh, be 
a little bit more of what we'll see from Darnell Savage. If, if that's been the plan, uh, that's certainly good to see. In addition to him and Jair though, and, and, and not, not just highlighting the secondary guys, but I thought Razul, uh, really played very physically as well. And Kayshawn Nixon, I know he got beat, um, for the touchdown, but thought he played a really great game in the slot as well, uh, overall. So, um, yeah, this secondary I had, had just, uh, overall a really, really good game. Um, you know, there's certainly always going to be, uh, things that you can look at when you, you break down the film. Um, there were a few missed tackles here and there. Uh, but then I, I, the guys up front, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton, we talked about them coming into this game, into this season. You've been singing Devontae Wyatt's praises since before camp broke, Dane. I had him as the X factor on the defensive side of the ball for week one. And he's been delivering, making both of us look good in, in, in highlighting him as a potential breakout player for this defense. But boy, does that take a lot of pressure off of a guy like Kenny Clark? We've been saying this all off season. If Devontae Wyatt can make that year two jump, TJ Slayton can get in there and be disruptive. This Bears run game really didn't do much. I, I, I know statistically because Justin Fields gets a lot of yards running, but even he didn't really hurt us that badly. I thought they contained him pretty well. Um, if you would have told me that Justin Fields would come in and, and get 60 yards, uh, rushing the ball and, 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 and do what he did statistically, I would have taken that every day of the week. So uh, really happy with that performance. Uh, they were able to to put Bears into some challenging down and distance situations. Um, and then they were able to get after it and put pressure on them. Uh, they didn't necessarily have to do it by sending extra guys. Um, a lot of pressure came just from rushing their four down linemen. Uh, so that was exciting to see. And, and Dane, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Rashawn Gary. Uh, it wasn't Preston Smith. It wasn't Kenny Clark that were necessarily doing all of the work. We got contributions from Lucas Van Ness, uh, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton. Um, you know, um, certainly you go on down the line in terms of who was making contributions up front. And, uh, that's exact. Carl, Carl Brooks came in and got a sack in his first, first career sack. So we got lots of contributions from a lot of different guys wasn't just about getting Justin Fields down. Uh, we know how hard he is to bring down, uh, but they were able to just consistently bring pressure. So even when they weren't getting the sacks, he was running around a lot, and I thought they did a pretty good job overall in those contained situations as well. So just really pleased with the physicality and, and how those guys were able to get after it up front as well. Yeah, I, I love So I saw a stat today that I think that the Packers had the second most pressures out of uh, any team um, in yesterday's game and um, within like one or two pressures of whoever the leader, uh, team leader was. And Devontae Wyatt led the charge. I think he had six hurries uh, on fields, yeah. which is insane uh, as yeah. a defensive down lineman. And then Rashawn Gary, for first of all, just the fact that he can be out there right now so soon after an ACL injury is jaw dropping. He had 10 snaps yesterday. He had five hurry. I mean, that's insanity that that's a possibility. And to watch Rashawn out there, he looked like Rashawn Gary. So that was cool. But that's, that's your, to your point, Wags. There's so much depth right now on this, uh, this edge group and then this defensive line and they're young. It's, they're not all these, you know, veteran guys. They're, they're youthful, but they're energetic and they've just got massive push. Yesterday, Wags, we saw an offensive line 
push around the Bears defensive line. And then we saw the Bears, or the Packer defensive line and kind of that front seven just manhandle the Bears largely. Um, so you win a lot of football games if you can keep your quarterback upright and hit the opposing team's quarterback. And that's what the Packers did yesterday. And, and I, la- lastly, um, let's talk about Lucas Van Ness for a second. Um, you know, um, coming in his first NFL game, how impressive was that for him? The angle and the speed. I mean, Van Ness is what, 265, 270 pounds to be able, I mean, Fields, as frustrating as Justin Fields was and kind of getting away from some defenders yesterday. Um, some of that I was like, well, that's how he makes a living, right? Like he runs around. He does that to everybody. It's not unique to the Packers. When I saw Lucas Van Ness break down and just take Fields down the way that he did, I stood up out of my seat because that, that is not easy to do. Uh, the, the speed, the closing speed, the confidence and the hit, everything about what Luke Van Ness did yesterday was, was very, very much like, Oh, that's, that's our first round pick right there. So to couple that with everybody else, I mean, it just, it, it you send one guy, you send another. And that's what this Packers defense has early in the year is. You can just keep sending guys. You can keep bringing the house every single snap. You've got fresh legs out there going to hit that quarterback. Um, legs and past seasons early on in that hot weather. I think the, the announcers highlighted it. You know, they're sitting in the sun. They're getting beat down. Um, the Packers defense was out there a ton early on in that first half. And we've seen this Packers defense wear down because it's Kenny Clark and it's Rashawn Gary and it's Preston Smith. And then it's like who you got, right? This year we're going, well, yeah, it's everybody else too. We've got all these other young guys that can go out and make a play. And that depth and, and that ability to attack the quarterback and attack the run game is going to pay off in spades for the Packers, not only in week one, but going forward. Yeah. I mean, you just look at it. Packers played five defensive linemen yesterday. Carl Brooks had the least number of snaps with 29 and TJ Slayton had the most with 40. So I, I get that you know, they were getting some extra snaps for, for Carl Brooks and Colby Wood and, uh, in particular out in the fourth quarter, um, with the Packers comfortably ahead. Uh, that said, it, it, that's, that's a significant difference. Um, you know, last year and previous seasons, Kenny Clark was 60 plus snaps. You couldn't take him off the field because, you know, we would just get completely steamrolled anytime he had to come off the football field. And even when he was out there, um, we, we didn't have a lot of depth or a lot of guys that we could trust to, to win those battles up front, particularly in the fourth quarter. So that's just fantastic to see. And I, I couldn't agree anymore. Um, clearly, uh, when you look at that play, I think Justin Fields was pretty surprised that Van Ness was able to run him down too, because he kind of looked at him. I mean, he was well aware of where he was and he's like, I'm just going to get to the corner and outrun this guy. Like I do most everyone in that situation. But Van Ness, you know, they call him Hercules for a reason. That dude is just, you know, not only the speed and the nimbleness, uh, but he's got that arm span and he, he, there there wasn't any way that he was going to allow Fields to get, around the corner on him. So that, that was really cool to see for sure. So Dane, um, any other thoughts, uh, on the defense? I think we, we, you touched on Quay Walker's touchdown. Uh, think of beauty. I, I, I'm a little, uh, disheartened for him that he got the shot to the head and is in the concussion protocol now, um, as of right now in this recording. Uh, so hopefully he can come back to health. Uh, you never like to see a guy get a shot, uh, as he's making a big play, but, um, 
uh, still, though, uh, just an awesome interception return. Read it really well. Uh, was able to break some tackles. It looked like if Quay Walker is not taking a shot, uh, that we might have to find a way to get the ball in his hands a few more times. I know there was some joking on social media that they might have to get him in some, in some punt return situations. I don't know about that because uh, we'll talk about special teams. Uh, I, I really yeah. like I really like my guy back there yesterday too, but. Certainly, uh, some kudos to Quay Walker for making a big play in that moment and, and really putting the Bears away. Yeah, I, I think um, just to, to kind of put a bow, a green and gold bow on this defense, um, Joe Barry, how about it, man? Uh, super aggressive, great game plan yesterday. Uh, you know, these defensive coordinators, you know, when 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 things go rough, fans won't, you know want their job, and when things go right, it's about everybody but the defensive coordinator. So we got to give Joe Barry some some love because um, much more aggressive scheme, I thought, um, in in week one than what we saw last year, and that's incredibly encouraging. They, the Packers were playing in the face of the wide receivers of the Bears. Uh, watching the alignments yesterday, I did not see cornerbacks nine yards off the uh, off of the wide receiver off the line of scrimmage. They were up there. Um, in, in fact, I think we got called for a penalty or two because of the aggression, but I'll take that every day of the week because we were jamming those wide receivers at the at the line of scrimmage pretty regularly and it paid dividends. So uh, shout out to Joe Barry um, because, you know, that was really, really good. And then it was just a team effort. I thought it was a really good team defense and it's fun when you're getting after the quarterback. It, you know, it, it makes for a really fun afternoon. So, so yeah, but kudos to Joe Barry and the entire defense because that defense looked bought in yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and just to, to really just put a fine tune on it for me, I, I think one of the things that really stands out is their prize acquisition, DJ Moore, two receptions for 25 yards. Chase Claypool, they, who they traded for in, in the season last year, no receptions. Um, you know, Cole Komet, uh, had some receptions. Um, but really, it was it was Justin Fields, and he didn't look like he had a lot of help out there uh, for some of the guys that they went out and thought they were going to get big contributions for. It was Roshan Johnson, I thought, the rookie for the Bears was was really the the one guy that looked like he was he was a little bit uh, of a chip on his shoulder and, and is someone to look out for down the road. But um, but yeah, uh, that's that's fantastic when you're able to shut down all of those other uh, potential contributors on the Bears as well. So, Dane, some real quick thoughts uh, before we get into our Cheeseheads players, uh, big cheese players of the week, uh, special teams, Anders Carlson. We said it before, nails the big 52-yarder. Obviously, he makes all his extra points. Good stuff there. Um, certainly, um, we, we didn't have a lot of opportunities for Kayshawn Nixon in the return game. Uh, so that's always a good thing when there's not a lot of opportunities there. Uh, but, um, you know, he looked good back there in the ones that he had. Um, uh, but, um, really I thought the, the big thing on special teams coverage looked look good, looked good. Dan Whelan, huge leg, great huge time. Leg. Now we just need to work on getting those 60 yarders to being like 54 yarders when we're trying to pin them deep. Uh, and that would, that, that's easier said than done. Um, I'll take the touchback, I guess, more often than not, if, if that's the trade off, but, um, great stuff in the punt game. And then, uh, certainly, um, you've got to give a, a lot of credit to, to my boy in the punt return game. So, uh, Dane, it just looked really good and solid on special teams. I know we've had a lot of young guys coming in and contributing there, particularly in return and coverage. 
Um, but um, uh, some some really nice stuff uh, that I saw out there from special teams as well. Yeah, and your boy indeed, Wags. I, I I put it on our Insta that outside of the friends, family, and teammates, I'm not sure if Jaden Reed's had a bigger fan than than Wags here on the podcast. And to 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 watch Jaden Reed yesterday, both on offense but also as a punt returner. Um, what I like about Reed Wags is he catches the ball and he he sets himself and then takes off. Um, I I noticed it twice yesterday. The ball hits his hands, and he's not just running to run. He's doing it with purpose. Um, he's doing it with, you know, he catches the ball, and I watched him set his feet, and he scans the field quick, and then he just takes off. He finds his hole. He trusts his blockers, and he takes off upfield, not side to side, upfield. And there's something about that that, you know, punt returning, I think, gets this bad rap of like, oh, you just need a fast guy out there and they're going to do their thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need somebody that has good vision. You need somebody that has a good feel for special teams. And yesterday, Jaden Reed showed why he's back there returning punts and not Kayshawn Nixon right now. I mean, Jaden Reed played really, really strong games and looked like he got hurt late, but it sounds like it was just cramps. Thank goodness, because we're going to need this guy. Um, but kudos to you. You saw it early on. You thought Jaden Reed was going to be a difference maker. And in week one, man, he was electric as a punt returner for the Packers. Yeah, I said it right after they drafted him. We didn't even have him in OTAs yet. I knew I was going to love this guy. So I'd rather be right than wrong. Um, and uh, another guy that's, I think, made us look good. So, Dane, um, Big Cheese Players of the Week. There's lots of different directions we could go with this. And I'm just going to jump in. Offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, you could easily say Aaron Jones. Um, he's, he's someone I, I, I really think, uh, turned the tone in this game. Um, big reason why they were able to get out and, and score a touchdown in that first series. Um, obviously big part of getting a couple of touchdowns in the first couple of series in the second half. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to our new QB one, Jordan Love. Um, it's not necessarily going to be an every week thing, but just got to give him so much credit for the composure that he played with. Um, really delivering strikes on third and fourth down, uh, making big plays on those money downs when it really mattered. Um, spreading the ball, as you said earlier, going through those multiple progressions, pulling defenders, uh, away from his intended targets, uh, really just playing the game the way that you would want for a mature quarterback, uh, much less someone out there. I know he's not a rookie, but he's making, yeah, his second start technically, but first start as QB one of the Green Bay Packers going into our biggest rival in Chicago. And I just thought he just looked so comfortable out there. And so for that reason, I just got to go ahead and I'm going to nominate Jordan Love as our offensive uh, big cheese of week one. I second that. Jordan Love, <laughs> definitely a big cheese week one. Gotta love what Jordan did. You said it all, man. He QB1 played in a big game right away. National TV audience like it was nothing. Jordan Love, QB1. Yep. So uh, honorable mentions, obviously, game balls, Romeo Dobbs. Pretty much the entire offensive line, uh, Aaron Jones, all of those guys just did some great work yesterday as well. So, Dan, I'll let you bat lead off on the defensive side. Who's your big cheese? I, yes, I will, but I can't believe I forgot to mention it. Rasheed Walker getting all of that run as the sixth offensive lineman. 
Total wrinkle I did not see coming. Sorry, I know we're doing our big cheese, but I love to see Rashid out there. He was out there for the, the screen pass. He's out there a number of plays. Eligible wide receiver, number 63. I loved seeing that yesterday. That play scheme is awesome, and I want to see more of it. Um, defensively, Wags, defensively. Mm, I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt. Is going to be my nominee. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, your... Uh, Leap Spirits X Factor, uh, in our, in our preview, uh, podcast. I, I gotta go with him. I thought that he played a great game yesterday, not only, um, from his hurries, but he just played, uh, really, st- uh, you know, tough against the run, uh, played his lanes, looked fast, looked explosive, looked bought in. So Devontae Wyatt, it, for all of those reasons, is, is going to be my, um, my, uh, prediction for or not my prediction my big cheese nominee for for uh this this week so far all right i will second it i mean you said it uh i picked him as a defensive x factor he delivered so uh, i think he earned the big cheese nomination for defensive player of the week we could have gone a couple of different ways uh with this one as well just an all-around really solid performance some really good individual performances but more than anything just Really complimentary physicality was what stood out to me, as I said, when we at the top of the defensive recap. So uh, a lot of really nice things uh, that we saw from the defense. Certainly Bears were able to go out, go down and get some points and, and I, what I would consider garbage time. But uh, overall, uh, just a, a really, really good performance, uh, forced a couple turnovers and um, and held the Bears in check in that first half to give the offense some time to catch their breath and, and get a little bit of rhythm uh, then in the second half and put the Bears away. So really, really nice performance there. Um, Dane, any other game balls or anything else that you want to uh, throw out there in, ter- in terms of recognition uh, with this week one victory before we sign off for the evening? Um, the only thing, not not necessarily recognition, but maybe just recognizing the uh, the abnormality. I, I think I noticed yesterday no captains. Uh, nobody had a C on their jersey. Um, you know, teams make a big deal out of that uh, for, for you know, obvious reasons. Um, uh, they The Packers rolled guys out for week one captains, but I'm not sure if going into this year what, what that means, what this looks like. And maybe I'm mistaken. I missed it. But no C's on the jerseys. It, it, it's almost like they're one team. Uh, I don't know. There's something going on there that LaFleur is cooked up there. Um, so just a little abnormal, but kind of cool if that's what's going on. Uh, but otherwise, just what an awesome team performance. Go and go to Packers.com if you haven't and watch some of the video after the game of the guys in the locker room, how hyped they are. LaFleur had a great speech. This this is a team. They love their guy, Jordan Love. Um, so that's really cool to see. The fans love them. You can tell how proud the rest of the team was uh, rallying around Jordan yesterday. So um, what more can we say? Huge first win. The Packers are 1-0. Wags, we're tied for first place in the NFC North, and we're going to have a lot of fun all season long. Thursday nights, we do preview. Monday night, we do Packer recap. We're going to be here all year long. So excited you're back with us, everybody, all you legends for another season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think one thing that I wanted to uh, just throw out there, and I'm sure a lot of Packer fans out there are already aware and saw the story, but um, Kenny Clark's father uh, was uh, able to watch his son play in person yesterday. And uh, so I won't get into all the details of, of that other than just a, a really 
feel-good story, neat story. So if you're not aware of that, go and check that out and you get all the details on that. But got to feel good on a personal level uh, for someone that has, hasn't had his dad in his life since he was, what, eight or nine years old uh, to be able to come in and watch Kenny play in person. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. These guys are humans and, uh, and that's, that's something that you don't uh, see a lot of, uh, but uh, really, really cool thing to, to be able to hear about. So uh, shout out to Kenny and, and Kenny senior uh, for having that opportunity to make that happen. So Dane, I think with that um, we've covered it, man, we're one and oh, like you said. So uh, let's, let's take that victory to the bank. Um, as always, folks, thanks for joining. Be legendary and go pack. Go. go. Pack, go. Every year I know we gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.